0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord. Yes, Lord, I am thirsty. Lord, I declare that I am thirsty for you this morning. Lord, my heart cries out for you to know the covenant-keeping God. Lord, oh, that this thirst for you will be quenched. Oh, that I will know you better and better every single day. My heart will know you better and better. Father, we say thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us into your presence once again. Thank you for this time that we will spend here. Thank you, Lord, because we know that you will speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, this morning, Lord, cut our hearts to retain your word. Help us to become doers of the word and not just those who hear them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Let me say Good welcome big welcome to everyone this morning good morning good afternoon good evening. I am Murphy A. Nike sharing devotion with you. We continue our reading of the book of 2 Chronicles. By this time tomorrow yes we should be reading our final chapters. Today I will read uh, chapters 29 30, 31, and 32. All of those chapters focus on the life of ezekiah Yes, one of the best and the greatest king, you know, that would come out of Israel. So, because our reading is quite long today, uh, maybe I just do the preamble and then we'll just focus on reading throughout today. So, yesterday we imagined and were wondering how Jotham. Could produce Ahaz, you know, Jotham, whom the Bible did not have a single negative thing to talk about, you know, and then up comes Ahaz, you know, who was a worshiper of Baal, who locked up, closed up the the temple in Jerusalem, offered his children, you know, to Molech, to Baal, you know, and I'm sure you know, if you read uh, these accounts in Kings, it was during his time that God made up his mind that, look, Israel was going to, sorry, Judah was going into captivity themselves, all right? So as Ezekiah comes and becomes king, obviously the Assyrians have taken Israel into captivity, okay? You know, so we know what happened with Ahaz, we find that uh, in chapter 28. We read that yesterday. In chapter 29, up come Ezekiah. You know, and he uh, will bring revival like you have not seen before i think the last time it was this good was during the time of jehoshaphat yes jotham was a great king you know but it wasn't really a time of revival in the people's life yes uh ezekiah will bring that kind of revival and we need to ask ourselves how does a jotham produce an ahaz and how does an ahaz produce an ezekiah So yes, we said yesterday that it was possible that what happened to his grandfather Uzziah might have impacted Ahaz. You know, but uh, again, so we have to just agree that his grandfather Jotham must have been the one who impacted Ezekiah so much. So much that this boy would just be different. So please get your Bibles and let's read together Ezekiah um rules in judah chapter 29 ezekiah was 25 years old when he became the king of judah and he reigned in jerusalem 29 years his mother was abijah uh, the daughter of Zechariah, he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. In the very first month, immediately, immediately he became a king. In the very first month of the first year of his reign, Ezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. So why did this boy just turn Turn around, you know, refuse to follow everything that his father Ahaz had done. Obviously, you know, you can see the violence that has been happening in the land. For the first time in Judah's history, their people were carried off to captivity by Their sister nation, Israel, it was quite terrible. So, Ezekiah had just made up his mind that it was going to be different. So, he reopened the doors of the temple and began to repair them. Verse 4 says, he summoned the priests and Levites to meet him at the courtyard east of the temple. He said to them, listen to me, you Levites, purify yourselves and purify the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove all the defiled things, you know, from the sanctuary, our ancestors were... Unfaithful and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They abandoned the Lord and his dwelling place. Yes, the people of Israel had abandoned the Lord. You know, they are just just giving up on God. You know, but Ezekiel was saying, Look, this is a time to turn back to God. He said, They abandoned the Lord and his dwelling place. They turned their backs on him. Verse 7 They also shut the doors to the temple entry room and they snuffed out the lamps. Okay, while he's saying the people obviously he knows that it was his father that snuffed out the lamp. They stopped burning incense and presenting burnt offering at the sanctuary of the God of Israel. That is why the Lord's anger has fallen upon Judah and Jerusalem. He has made them an object of dread, horror, and ridicule, as you can see with your own eyes. So, like I said, I mentioned yesterday that I told that brother, you see uh, what a king does, what a president does, what a senator does, what a leader does can impact their people. So, Ezekiah is talking about here, yeah, he's about to bring reforms, and he's putting it as if the people were the one who committed these sins. They were the one who closed up the temple. Yes, because, yes, their king was representing them. You must really remember this, and that's why you must always pray for your leaders, pray for your president, pray for whoever has rule over you, because their actions can impact you. He says that is why the Lord's anger has fallen upon Judah and Jerusalem. He has made them an object of dread, horror and ridicule as you can see with your own eyes. Because of this our fathers have been killed in battle and our sons and daughters and wives have been captured. But now I will make a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, so that his fierce anger will turn away from us. Ezekiah was saying, I am going to take responsibility. That was what he was just doing. I will take responsibility. He says, My sons, do not neglect your duties any longer. Uh, the Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him and to lead the to lead the people in worship and present offerings to him. Then this Levites got right, this, this Levites got right to walk from the clan of Kohat, Mahat, son of Amasai, and Johel, son of Azariah, from the clan of Merari, Kish, son of Abdi, and Azariah, son of Jehalele, Jehalele. From the clan of Geshon, Joha, son of Zima, and Eden, son of Joha, from the family of Elizaphan, Shimri, and Jehihahel. from the family of Asaph, Zechariah, and Mataniah, the fa- from the family of Iman, Jehiel, and Shim- Shimeah, from the family of Jeduton, Shemahiah, and U- Uziel. These men called Together, their fellow Levites, and they all purified themselves. Then they began to cleanse the temple of the Lord, just as the king had commanded. They were careful to follow all the Lord's instruction in their work. And the priests went into the sanctuary of the temple of the Lord to cleanse it. And they took out, uh, they took out to the temple courtyard all the defiled things they they found. From there, the Levites cutted it out. Cutted it all out to the Kidron Valley, and I'm telling you, this Kidron Valley. So many idols have been burnt there. Yes, the Kidron Valley is still in East Jerusalem today. <laughs> you don't know why. That one is a story for another day. Verse 17 says they began the work in early spring on the first day of the new year and in eight days they had reached the entry room of the lost temple. Then they purified the temple of the Lord itself which took another eight days. So the entire tax was completed in 16 days. Then the Levites went to King Hezekiah and gave him this report. We have cleansed the entire temple. Of the Lord, the altar of burnt offerings with all its utensils, and the table of, of the bread of the presence with all its utensils. We have also recovered all the items discarded by King Ahaz when we when he was unfaithful and closed the temple. They are now in front of the altar of the Lord, purified and ready for use. The next morning King Ezekiah gathered the city officials and went to the temple of the Lord. And I'm telling you, this is how you lead. If you want to motivate a people, you have to set the example. Ezekiah goes, taking taking with him with the officials, those who were leading the people. He said they brought seven bulls, seven rams, and seven male lambs as burnt offering, together with seven male goats as sin offerings for the kingdom, for the temple, and for, for Judah. The king commanded the priests who were descendants of Aaron to sacrifice the animals on the altar of the Lord. So they killed the bulls, and the so they killed the bulls, and the priest took the blood and spit it on the altar, next they killed the rams and sprinkled their blood on the altar. And finally, they did the same with the male lamb, the male goats for the sin offering were then brought before the king and the assembly of people who laid their hands on them. The priest then killed the goat as a sin offering and sprinkled their blood on the altar to make atonement for the sins of all Israel. The king had specifically commanded that this burnt offering and sin offering should be made for. For all Israel, and I'm telling you, Ezekiah was doing something that you have not seen for a long time. Even this might have been happening during the time of all these other kings, but not as a congregation, not as a people together. So, yes, Ezekiah was provoking a time of revival in the time in the land verse 25, since King Ezekiah then stationed the Levite at the temple of the Lord with simbas lyres, and apes, he obeyed all the commands that the Lord had given to King David through God, the king Seer, and the prophet Nathan. The Levites then took their position around the temple with the instruments of David and the priests had took their positions with the trumpets. Then Ezekiah ordered that the bond offering be placed on the altar. As the bond offering was presented, songs of praise to the Lord were were. Begun. Gun, accompanied by the trumpets and other instruments of David the former king of Israel the entire assembly worshiped the Lord as the singers sang and the trumpets blew until all the burnt offering were finished then the king and everyone with him bowed down in worship king ezekiah and the officials ordered the levite to praise the Lord with the psalms written by david and by asaph the seer they offered joyful praise and bowed down in worship then Ezekiah declared, Now that you have consecrated yourself to the Lord, bring your sacrifices and thanksgiving offerings to the temple of the Lord. So the people brought their sacrifices and thanksgiving offerings, and all whose hearts were willing brought bond offerings too. The people brought to the Lord 70 bulls, 100 rams, and 200 male lambs for bond offerings. They also brought 600 cattle and 3,000 sheep and goats as sacred offerings. But there were too few priests to prepare all the burnt offerings. So their relatives, the Levites, helped them until the work was finished. And more priests had been, had been purified. For the Levites had been more conscientious. Yes, they were more willing about purifying themselves than the priests had been. And that's, I'm telling you, that's, that's an anomaly. Because the priests were supposed to be the ones who were more higher in rank. Okay, so... But the Levites were more conscientious about purifying themselves than the priests had been. There was an abundance of burnt offerings along with the usual liquid, liquid offering and a great deal of fat from the, from the many peace offerings. So the temple of the Lord was restored to service and Ezekiah and all the people rejoiced before, uh, because of what God had done for the people for everything had been accomplished so quickly." Yes, everything had been accomplished so quickly within a very short time. Ezekiah brought revival back to the land, uh, to the land of Judah. Verse 30. Let's read chapter 30. It says, "King Ezekiah now sent word to all Israel and Judah. Remember that at this time." Israel has been carried off into captivity by Assyria. He says he sent words to uh, to all Israel and Judah and he wrote letters of invitation to the people of Ephraim and Manasseh. He asked everyone to come to the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel. The king is officious and all the community of Jerusalem decided to celebrate Passover a month later than usual. They were unable to celebrate it at the prescribed time because not enough priests could be purified by then and the people had not yet assembled at Jerusalem. At this plan for keeping the Passover seemed right to the king and all the people, so they sent a commission throughout all Israel from Beersheba in the south to Dan in the north, inviting everyone to come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover of the Lord, the God of Israel. The people had not been celebrating it in great numbers as required in the law. So you see, that is the problem. The people had not been celebrating it in great numbers. But this time, uh, Ezekiah had brought so much enthusiasm into the land and everybody gathered together. Verse 6 says, at the King's commands, command runners were sent throughout Israel and Judah. They carried letters that said, O people of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, so that He will return to the few of us who have survived the conquest of the Assyrian kings. Uh, do not be like your ancestors and relatives who abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and be, became an object of derision, as you yourself can see. Uh, do not be As they were, but submit yourself to the Lord. Come to His temple, which He has set apart as holy forever. Worship the Lord your God, so that His fierce anger will turn away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your relatives and your children will be treated mercifully by their captors, and they will be able to return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful. If you return to Him, He will not continue to turn His face from you. Wow, And I'm telling you, he was saying the truth because Solomon had prayed that when the people turned back to God, God should please listen to them and bring them back from captivity. Verse 10 says, the runner went from town to town throughout Ephraim and Manasseh and as far as the territory of Zebulun, Zebulun, but most of the people just laughed at the runners and made fun of them. That tells you how far, yes, the nation had fallen into idolatry. He says, however, in the, verse 11, some people from Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun humbled themselves and went to Jerusalem. At the same time, God's hand was on the people in the land of Judah, giving them all one heart to obey the order of the king and his officials, who were following the word of the Lord. So a huge crowd assembled at Jerusalem in mid-spring to celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. They set to walk and removed the pagan altars from Jerusalem. They took away all the incense altar and threw them into the Kidron Valley. On the fourteenth day of the second month, one month later than usual, the people slaughtered the Passover lamb. This shamed uh, this shamed the priests and the Levites. So they purified themselves and brought and brought burnt offerings to the Lord. <laughs> to, burnt offerings to the temple of the Lord. Then they took their places at the temple as prescribed in the law of. Moses, the man of God. The Levites brought the sacrificial blood to the priest, who then sprinkled it on the altar. Verse 17. Since many of the people had not purified themselves, the Levites had to slaughter their Passover lamb for them, to set them apart for the Lord. Most of those who came from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulon had not purified themselves, but King Ezekiah prayed for them, and they were allowed to eat the Passover meal anyway. Wow! And I'm telling you, yes, God hears sincere prayers like this, even though this was contrary to the requirement of the Lord. For Ezekiah said, May the Lord, who is good, pardon those who decide to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors even though they are not properly cleansed for the ceremony and the Lord listened to Ezekiah's prayer and healed the people and I'm telling you, Jesus uh, made an example like this also that look, David went into the temple and ate the bread that was supposed to be for the priest and God, God still accepted him, yes, God does not make laws to keep men in bondage, okay when people turn their hearts totally to God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God listens to them. Verse 21 says, So the people of Israel who were were present in Jerusalem joyously celebrated the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. Each day, the Levites and priests sang to the Lord accompanied by loud instrument. Ezekiah encouraged all the Levites regarding the skill they displayed as they served the Lord. The celebration continued for seven days. Peace offerings were sacrificed and the people gave thanks to the lord the god of their ancestors the entire assembly then decided to continue the festival another seven days so they celebrated joy joyfully for another week King Ezekiah gave the people 1,000 bulls and 7,000 sheep and goats for offering and the officials donated 1,000 bulls and 10,000 sheep and goats. Meanwhile, many, many more priests purified themselves. The entire assembly of Judah rejoiced, including the priests, the Levites, all who came from the land of Israel, the foreigners who came to the festival and all those who lived in Judah. There was great joy in the city for Jerusalem had not seen a celebration like this one since the days of solomon king solomon king david's son then the priests and the and levites stood and blessed the people and god had their prayers from his holy dwelling place for his own from his only dwelling in heaven i'm telling you it was really wonderful a true time of revival in israel all right let's push this and see if we can get to chapter 32 it says that when the festival ended chapter 31 uh, the israelite who attended went to all the towns of judah benjamin ephraim and manasseh and they smashed all the sacred pillars cut down the asherah poles and removed the pagan shrines and altar after this, the Israelites returned to their own towns and homes. I'm telling you, there was real revival in the land. Ezekiah then organized the priests and the Levites into divisions to offer the burnt offerings and peace offerings, and to worship and give thanks and praise the Lord at the gates of the temple. The king also made a personal contribution of animals for the daily for the daily morning and evening bond offering, the weekly Sabbath festival, the monthly new moon festival, and the annual festival as prescribed in the law of the Lord. In addition, he required the people in Jerusalem to bring a portion of their goods to the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves fully to the law of of the Lord. And I'm telling you that is, is the whole essence of the tithe in the first place. Is so that the priests could devote themselves fully to the law of the Lord. When the, when the people of Israel had this requirement, they responded generously by bringing the first share of their grain, new wine, olive oil, honey, and all the produce of their fields. They brought a large quantity, a tithe of all they produced. The people who had moved to Judah from Israel and the people of Judah themselves brought in the tithes of their cattle, sheep and goats and the tithe of the things that had been dedicated to the Lord their God and they piled them up in great eaves. They began piling them up in late spring and the heap continued to grow until early autumn. When Ezekiah and his officials came and saw this huge heap, they thanked the Lord and his people Israel. Hmm. I'm telling you, when people understand God Okay, have a personal walk with God. They will give. They will give um, willingly and joyfully. Verse nine says, "Where did all this come from?" Ezekiah asked the priests and Levites, and. Azariah, the high priest from the family of Zadok, replied, "Since the people began bringing their gifts to the lost temple, we have had enough to eat and plenty to spare. The Lord has blessed His people, and all this is left over." Ezekiah ordered that storerooms be prepared in the temple of the Lord. When this when this was done, the people faithfully brought all the gifts, tithes, and other items dedicated for use in the temple. Kunaniah, the Levite, was put in charge, assisted. By his brother and uh, The supervisors under them were Jehiel, Azaz, Azaziah, Nahath, Asahel, Jeremot, Josabad, Eli Elahel, Ismachiah, Mahath, and Beniah. At this appointment were made by King Ezekiah and Azariah, the chief, the chief official in the temple of God. Kore, son of Imnah, the Levite, who was the gatekeeper at the east gate, was put in charge of distributing the voluntary offerings given to God. The gifts and the things that had been dedicated to the Lord, his faithful assistant, were Eden, Menihamin. Jeshua, Shemiah, Amariah, and Shekaniah. They distributed the gifts among the families of priests in their towns by their divisions, dividing the gifts fairly among old and young alike. They distributed the gift to all male, three years old, or older regardless of their place in the genealogical records the 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 distribution went to all who 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 would come to the lost temple to perform their daily duties according to their divisions they distributed gifts to the to the priests who were listed by their families in the genealogical record and to the priest 20 years old or older who were listed according to their jobs and their divisions food allotment were also given to the families of all those listed in the genealogical records including their little babies wives son and daughters for they had for they had all been faithful in purifying themselves. As for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, who were living in the open villages around the towns, men were appointed by name uh, to distribute portions to every male among the priests and to all the Levites listed in the genealogical records. In this way, King Ezekiah and and did the distribution throughout all Judah, doing what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. In all that he did in the service of the temple of God and in his effort to follow God's law and command, Ezekiah sought his God heartedly. Did he hear that? He sought the Lord his God wholeheartedly. As a result, he was very successful. I'm telling you, if you want to be successful, uh, seek God with all your your heart, and God will bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. All right, let's read chapter thirty-two and finish here today. So Assyria will come and try and invade Judah. Let's read. After Ezekiah had faithfully carried out his work, King Sennacherib of Assyria invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified towns, giving orders for his army his army to break through their walls. When Ezekiah realized that Sennacherib also intended to attack Jerusalem, he consulted with his officials and military advisors and they decided to stop the flow of the spring outside the city. They organized a huge work crew to stop the flow of the spring cutting off the brook that ran through the fields. For they said, why should the king of Assyria come here and find plenty of water? Then Ezekiah worked hard at repairing all the broken section of the wall erecting towers and constructing a second wall outside the first. He also reinforced the supporting terraces in the city of David and manufactured large numbers of weapons and shields. He appointed military officials over the people and assembled them before him in the squares at the city gates. Then Ezekiah encouraged them by saying, Be strong and courageous, don't be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria or his mighty army, for there is a power far greater than than far greater on our side he may have a great army but they are merely men we have the lord our god to help us and to fight our battles for us ezekiah's word greatly encouraged the people Verse 9, while King Sennacherib of Assyria was still besieging this, the town of Lachish, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with this message for Ezekiah and all the people in the city. This is what King Sennacherib of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you think you can survive my siege of Jerusalem? Ezekiah has said, the Lord our God will rescue us from the king of Assyria. Surely Ezekiah is misleading you, sentencing you to death by famine and thirst. Don't you realize? lies that ezekiah is the very person who destroyed destroyed all the lord's shrines and altars he commanded judah and jerusalem to worship only at the altar at the temple and to offer sacrifices on it so i'm telling you this man must really be really really be very confused or yes, of course he has has seen so much in Israel and he is confused of what it means to serve God. 13 says, Surely you must realize what I and and the other kings of Assyria before me have done to all the people of the earth. Were any of the gods of those nations able to rescue their people from my power? Which of their gods was able to rescue its people from from the destructive power of my predecessors? What makes you think your God can rescue you from me? Don't let Ezekiel." Deceive you. Don't let him fool you like this. I say it again no God of any nation or kingdom has ever yet been able to rescue his people from me or my ancestor. How much less your God or How much less will your God rescue you from my power? And Sennacherib's officials further mocked the Lord God and his servant, Ezekiah, heaping insult upon insult. The king also sent letters, scorning the Lord, the God of Israel. He wrote, Just as the gods of all the other nations failed to rescue their people from my power, so the God of Ezekiah will also fail. Hmm. Ah, this guy, this guy overstepped his boundary. I'm telling you, God will show him. Just watch. The Assyrians, this Assyrian officials who brought the letters shouted this in Hebrew to the people gathered on the walls of the city trying to terrify them so it would be easier to capture the city. These officers talked about the God of Jerusalem as though he were one of the pagan gods made by human hands. But I'm telling you, the God of Israel the King of Kings is not is not an idol. It's <laughs> not like any of the pagan gods. Yet he can fight his battle himself. Verse twenty says, "Then King Ezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to God in heaven, and the Lord sent an angel who destroyed the Assyrian army with all its commanders and officers." So can so. Sennacherib was forced to return home in disgrace to his own land, and when he entered the temple of his God, some of his own sons killed him there with a sword. I'm telling you, that is what God can do. He does not need men to fight for him. In one night, an angel came. One angel who destroyed the entire army. Verse 22 says, This is how the Lord rescued Ezekiah and the people of Jerusalem from King Sennacherib of Assyria and from all the others who threatened them. So there was peace throughout the land. From then on, King Ezekiah became highly respected among all the surrounding nations, and many gifts, uh, and many gifts for the Lord arrived at Jerusalem with valuable. Present For King Ezekiah too. About that time, Ezekiah became deathly healed. He prayed to the Lord who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign. But Ezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown him, and he became proud. So the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. Then Ezekiah humbled himself and repented of his pride, as did the people of Jerusalem. So the Lord's anger did not fall on them during Ezekiah's lifetime and I'm sure you remember the story. This was during the time when he now had Manasseh. Hezekiah was very wealthy and highly honored. He built special treasuries, building for his for his silver, gold, precious stone, and spices, and for his sheath and other valuable items. He also constructed many storehouses for his grain, new iron, and olive oil, and he made many stores for his cattle and pens for his flocks of sheep and goats. He built many towns and acquired vast flocks and herds. for God had given him great. Wells. he blocked up the upper upper springs of Gihon and brought the the water down through a tunnel to the west side of the city of David and so he succeeded in everything he did I pray for you God will make you succeed in everything you do in Jesus name verse thirty one says however when ambassadors arrived from Babylon to ask about the remarkable event that had taking place in the land God withdrew from Ezekiah in order to test him and to see what was really in his heart. The rest of the events in Ezekiah's reign and his act of devotion are recorded in the vision of the prophet Isaiah son of Amos which is included in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. When Ezekiah died, he was buried in the upper area of the royal temple. Did you hear that? And all Judah and Jerusalem honored him at his death and his son Manasseh became the next king. Wow! quite an amazing read, but I have been blessed. So, yes, we have to run run through that, but big lessons I don't know about you. Ezekiah is the first king I know that was doing the wrong thing, received the message from God and turned, repented. Yes, I learned that in his lesson. Okay, he repented and turned back to God. We can take that lesson. Another lesson that I can, I take from here, so we know that during the short period when Ezekiah turned against God and pride entered his heart, he had this boy, Manasseh. And I'm telling you, this trend again that we had seen right from, you know, right from Johash to Amaziah to Uzziah to Jotham to Heaz and then Ezekiah, you know, the the flick will happen again now. How does a king like Ezekiah produce a son like Manasseh? So Manasseh, yes, was you know, was was given birth to towards the, last, the end of Ezekiah's life because he was a very little boy when he became king. But I'm telling you, he would be the worst king that Israel, that Judah ever had. Quite terrible and quite, quite, quite terrible for the nation. But I want us to begin to pray when we read this tomorrow. Father, help me to stay faithful to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Say this prayer for yourself. Lord, help me to be able to turn to you if I have to. In the mighty name of Jesus like Ezekiah Lord I will turn to you if I have to if I am doing wrong Lord give me a heart that will turn to you a heart that loves you more and more in the mighty name of Jesus father we say thank you Lord I declare a blessing over your people today as they go Lord in their work with you they will be deeper They will know you more and more. They will know you better and better. In the works of their hands today, they will prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.